Yo guys, welcome back. The Beyond Football podcast has finally been taken into in person now. You know, had to obviously start off online because of the pandemic, because of social distance and that, but we're back with a bang. Today, I got my Barnsley FC teammate, you know, he's played in Ireland. He's able to represent Ireland and France internationally. He's played for Norwich FC. He's gone on loan at such a young age, at 19, to Harrogate in League Two. He's played in the League of Ireland for Jordan United. You know, beyond that as well, he has such a great mentality in that he's able to use meditation to improve his performance. So welcome, William Honda Mack, to the Beyond Football podcast. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to drop real gems, but just before we get started, like, you guys need to know now that the Beyond Football podcast is supported and partnered with Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's under-the-waist grooming. Manscaped produce precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Like, literally, Manscaped has sent me the latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. And I'm telling you now, it's been an absolute game changer since I've used it. Like literally, it reduces the amount of cuts and nicks that you get. It reduces the amount of grooming accidents. And ever since I've used it, like, because before I used to use my normal shaving stick for, you know, under the waist stuff and everything. But ever since I've used it, it's just been, it's just been so much easier and effective. Like whenever I'm wearing my training whenever i go to training after wear slips shorts and different training gear and since i've been using the lawnmower 4.0 it's just been much more comfortable so as a professional footballer like i really like recommend it so if you want to join over two two million people who trust manscaped use the code beyond football at manscaped.com to get free worldwide shipping and 20 percent off your next order yeah the link will be in the description below but Let's get into today's episode. So, Will, has it, you know, how it goes, man? Was it always a dream for when you were young? Um, for me... To become a professional footballer? Not necessarily for me. I never was someone who probably had it in my mind. Yeah. I was just in a footballing family, sporty family. And I love footballing, but I never set out to be a footballer from young. And I just kind of... Played and played and then got to a stage when I was about 12, yeah. 13 and my family sat me down and said we don't want you to play football anymore unless you're going to devote yourself to it. Yeah. When most kids obviously just went to train. Seriously? So 12, what? 13, they sat me down and we kept multiple talks over dinner. Every, yeah. Every couple of dinners we'd have it and they would say, listen, we're going to stop taking your training if you don't devote yourself to it. Mm. And you do it or you don't do it. Wow. At, 12, at 12, 13? You decide. That's great. That's 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 excellent to you be decide. fair. And they said that obviously, it's a rocky road, it's a tough road. We'll be there. But you need to decide. Mm. Either if you don't want to do it, no problem. Do it for fun and we'll focus on school. But if we're going to invest and in training, into that, yeah, take yeah. the games. Have to know you're really serious. You need to know that you're all into it and that you're going to devote everything. Yeah. And it was tough. There was a lot of talks, a lot of, are you mentally strong enough? Because we've seen the big picture, we didn't see it. It's like, yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you see how, do you know how crazy that is that, do you get what I'm saying? Your parents are able to sit down with you at such a young age and actually like deep that. Because, you know, most parents, they they don't see that bigger picture. They focus on what can I get out of my, what can I get out of it? Um, the money. There was a lot, and there was a lot of pressure. Fame. A lot of pressure over, 
Are you mentally tough enough? Mm. A lot of tears. I cried a lot. Yeah. Because I was pushed a lot. So okay. Someone that sometimes I would say yeah, and my dad would take me training, and we do like workouts, and you would do sit-ups, but there would, there wouldn't be a number of metal sit-ups you would do. Yeah, yeah. So you're basically like drilling that into you. Like, so you do sit-ups. You're like 13, so you start saying how many, and you wouldn't say anything, <laughs> and you start crying because you're like in pain, and you keep going. Yeah. And it was like years and years of that. Mm. At that at that point, did you wanna? I wasn't even sure. Yeah. You kind of just kind of find it, and they said, okay, find it. But yeah. And then eventually, I think 15, 16, I said, yeah. Yeah, this is what I want. I'm ready for it, I think. And it's mad that you say that, the drilling that your dad gave into you, the discipline that he's given into you. Like, like over the past few weeks, I've just been seeing stuff about like, the greats, the greats that like, we see, Michael Jackson, people who are great. They said that their parents from a young age disciplined them mm -hmm. so that they could be great. Yeah. They started learning like Michael Jackson from a young age learning how to play, how to sing, performing from a young age. And do you feel like that is, that drilling from a young age has led to your success of being able to play in, you know, you've played in the championship now at 20. Yeah, I think it's definitely a huge part. Yeah. So without that, I wouldn't be where I am. Cause I think it's uh, not necessarily conditioning, but it's something that sets foundations for you. Yeah. That you'll take forever. Stuff like if you play a great game, you play great, but what can you do better? Yeah, yeah. And it's stuff like that, small stuff like that, where you focus on different things. I focus on where I can get better, not where I'm already good at. That's fine. You know yeah, that. Yeah. Move on. What can you get better? At? Focus on your work ethic, not the work you do, but how do you do it. So maybe you're not as good as everyone. That's fine. I was, I wasn't that good when I was young. Mm. We didn't focus on how good you are now. It's about how do you do what you do. How do you train? It's fine if you're gonna do two kickups. Yeah. But do you do it at the max level? Do you yeah, give it everything? Yeah. Then if you do two, that's fine, that's no problem, we don't care. But how do you do the work? That's it. The focus is always different. And when you have that and you grow up with that, you're naturally going to, maybe I was slower, but eventually you're going to get there because your focus is where it needs to be. Yeah. It's not on the fancy, the, the glamorous mm. stuff, it's on it's the, what do you do and how do you do it. The foundation. Maybe you only train two minutes, but how do you train quality, those two minutes? Yeah, stuff yeah. Stuff like that. Definitely. I'm, I'm really up for, I'm really, I really support that because it's just so important and I feel like, I feel like that literally I'm surprised at the fact that you know your parents were able to have that vision and you guys were able to have that bigger picture at such a young age and I mean I feel like more parents need to tap into that yeah. because at the end of the day we're as you said we have to invest a lot at such a young age mm -hmm. in order to get to the highest level to become a professional footballer and that's really beautiful to hear but you said like you know at that age where you didn't know what else, you know, did you enjoy doing or what else? Did you have another career pathway that you wanted um, to pursue when you're younger, like 12, 13 and stuff like that? Not necessarily. I was more, I was very good at school. Yeah. I was very good at school. I was ahead. But it wasn't necessarily um, that I didn't want to pursue football. It was that the level at which my parents demanded me to pursue it was a high level. Yeah. I could have pursued it. No problem. But they said you don't pursue at this level. You don't pursue. We're yeah. not doing nothing in between. We don't do the good training. Then because you're sick, you don't go. We don't do that in the yeah, family. Yeah. If you do something in this family, you do it to the highest level. That's Everything, your imperfection. You don't cry. That's it. Everyone does two doggies. You do ten. Everyone trains twice a week. You train four. Mm. And that's the level. Oh, you don't pursue. Yeah. You do either that or you don't. And that was a choice they have to make because it's not easy. You want to say yes. Yeah. But the mental strain on a 15-year-old is, is different when it's I'm getting up. Because I used to get up at 4 a.m. sometimes yeah. to go work. 
Then because then I didn't have time before school, so I had to get before yeah. to go do my training to come back to go to school. I fall asleep in school because I'm so tired. Come back after school and I do my skipping, yeah. my push ups, my sit ups because then it's too dark. Because in winter we'd have an in Ireland we have an off season in winter. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I finish school at four or five, it's already dark, so yeah. I can't train. And by the time I start school, it's dark. Gets only gets bright at like eight. So school day starts, I had no time. So we said Damn. I found somewhere with a lamppost, a little patch grass with a lamppost. I go there at four a.m. And train under the lamppost. Train, yeah. Come back at 6 a.m., have my breakfast, get ready for school, go to school, come back, and then when it's dark, do my push ups because mm. I don't need the light for that. And that's, But that's the level. Most, most, at 15. 15, 16. And you see, like, this is what I'm saying. This is like the behind the scenes of making it pro, mm. of the football career that young footballers go through that no one sees. The jugging that you have to do, the sacrifices you have to make, 4 a.m.s. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's so mad and the yeah. fact that obviously that is what allows you to reach the level you're at now because for us and I'm saying it now for most people that'll be that's impressive but when I say it's my family when we talk about it normal isn't it it's the normal it's not that's the bare minimum thing. but it's you want to get to where you're going mm. and that's what you need to do why are you complaining and, like, and it's something it's something that, that my, my parents have taught me as well that my mum always tells me it's like anything worth doing at all is worth doing well mm-hmm. it's like if you slack in one thing or in one area, that can, you know, manifest in other areas and then lead you to slack in that in other areas. But yeah, yeah so and there's obviously just a snippet. Some of them we do hill runs. Yeah. And my dad knew how many I could do. He knew we did like sixteen. Mm. Maybe you can do six hill sprints because they're quite long. No one I could only do six, he would say do ten. Just to see how far I would try. Yeah. No one I wouldn't be able to do ten. When I wouldn't do 10, he'd walk off, drive home, and I'd have to jog home. No way. But he, and he would, it's horrible as a parent, yeah. leaving your child there, you know he can't even do it. But it's he, tough love though. But he knows that, when a William understands that, the limit is only what you set yourself. Yeah. And it was hard to get that, but when you're like 16 and you're living like 20 minutes away from the park and your dad's like driving off on you. Yeah. Because you didn't finish the workout. But it's deep. It's tough, isn't it? But that was like, the small experiences and there's yeah. lots of them that build character it builds personality it builds strength yeah so that when, when you get to maybe like you said my champ debut i'm not going to be faced yeah i've walked home at the age of 16 yeah through mud because my dad so left like, me yeah or i've like woken up at 6 or 4 a.m to go train you've done the trends work i'm so like, perfect grass now from yeah. the fans with teammates who played the game wow. this is this is this is easy now it's easy now isn't it? it's, it's show time it's the easiest bit now I just get to reap everything i've yeah. Nah, it's crazy, man. Like, so let's get into a little bit of your like your background. Like, so you said, grew up in Ireland from France. You know what I'm saying? Like, very diverse. So, born in France. Yeah. Moved at the age of five to Ireland, mm. to Dublin. Grew up there, and then I jade seventeen, eighteen. Obviously, moved to England, moved to Norwich. But obviously, my mum is Congolese. Yeah. So she moved from Congo at about ten. So she has a very strong Congolese heritage. Yeah. Whole her whole family is Congolese. And she moved to France. My dad was born in Germany. Moved to France very young as well. So they both have their own heritages. Yeah, yeah. And my grandparents were Dutch originally. Dutch Belgian. No. So I've got my grandparents who were Dutch and Belgian. That's why I get my name, Hondemar. Yeah. Dutch name. My mom's obviously Congolese. That's why I get, you know, African side. Yeah. My dad's obviously very French. That's why my name. Anyone knows he knows I like. So I've got my French yeah. side, I speak fluent French. So I've got all those cultures and then I grew up in Ireland, so I've got the Irish culture as well, because I grew up from the age of five to yeah, yeah. 18, so all my friends, my school, 
my football, my accent, yeah. everything <laughs> I get from there. And then now my adult life in a way, mm. I'm getting it in England. So it's a lot of, a lot, lot of diversity. It's big diversity. Like, how do you feel like that has influenced you as a person, as a guy, as you grow up and like, developed you as like the, the person you are yeah, to be? It forces your mind to be open. Yeah. Something that you don't have a choice because half of my family, so for Christmas, my mother's side would be very uh, music, colourful dresses, yeah. dancing, crazy foods. <laughs> and my dad's side is much more French. Mm. So when you're like six, seven, eight, and you're spending half your time with this and half your time with that, it's a culture clash. Like, yeah, it well, forces your mind to just develop in a different way. Mm. So someone who's maybe Nigerian is used to the loud music, but they won't be used to the very the calm side, French yeah, European yeah. It side. allows you to be able to relate to people in different ways. So naturally your mind yeah. is forced to just be crazily open because you're like going through two different worlds. Yeah. But they're both yours, which is crazy because they're both yours. So you have no culture, yeah. you're just half this, half that. Half. And so you're forced, you're forced to just be open. You're forced to learn to accept everything. Yeah. Because you have no choice. It's your mom and your dad. You can, can't not accept them. Yeah, yeah. So you're it's, just forcing your mind and you're like, um, now I've got an extremely open and flexible mind because of what I've been through. I've been yeah, yeah. travelled and spent summers in Congo, also in South of France. Yeah. I spent summers, just, you know, yeah. farms in wildlife in Congo, but also in on seas in the Bordeaux. Yeah, so yeah. Even my mind that's is naturally just that's the that's the beat like it's mad because footballers um people don't really see that side of footballers. Yeah. The diverse side, like us as human beings as intellectual people just so that <laughs> the stuff on the pitch and that so yeah. it's good to be able to give people an insight into that and you know when you're in Ireland growing up like how did you do you understand after that drilling and everything mm-hmm. the point where you know you made your debut and you played for Jordan United in the League of Ireland and everything mm-hmm. at such a young age and that how was that you know as a result of all that drilling and everything yeah once again it was it's similar, similar to my chat debut as in to everyone around us, it was a big moment. It was yeah, very yeah. exciting. It was well done. But when I get when I get back in my car, my mm. parents are home to my games. We drive home together. There was no excitement. There was no. There was obviously it's a great achievement, but there was no surprise. It was like okay, what's next now? Yeah, this was great. This was part of the path. But what's next now? Because it was like that. So I think it was necessary. It was always a step that we knew was going to happen. Yeah, but it was only just a step. It was never an achievement, like, and be all big up. achievement. Yeah, it was always yeah. just a step, just like my champ debut. As much as people will, some people will be like, "That's unbelievable, you should." Yeah. be. it's just a step to me. It's just a step in the it's journey. Just a yeah. step, and that's what it was always like at home. It was very calm, mm. very focused. We never like swayed from the goal. We always stay focused. Yeah, we need to enjoy, it, obviously, and celebrate it while remaining focused. We yeah. celebrate today, but remember tomorrow you've got training. Yeah, and it was always like that, very calm very loving environment because people need to parents are given a lot yeah, yeah. they're given their entire beings to me to train me my dad doesn't have to train me yeah. my mom doesn't have to coach me but both of them are there giving up their time their energy to me which mm. is the most valuable thing so it's, it's more beautiful. valuable than money yeah they're given that it's beautiful that the what you have in your family and that mentality I feel like it's something you can't buy you can't and I feel like it's it's something you can learn but it's really hard to learn Priceless. It's, it's priceless, man. And that's the level I feel like you need that. It's indispensable to be able to achieve and get to that highest level of, you know, playing in the Premier League and all. 
in our career in football, you know, so it's crazy. Even anything in life, in my opinion. Anything, 100%, 100%. I think with, the, with those tools, if I'm honest, I could have been anything. Yeah. I could have, I could have got, if I, I could have got a master's without, yeah. without hesitation. 100%. My mum got a master's while carrying a baby, yeah. having a child and having a part-time job. So she understands. So mm. for me, football, other sports, education, with those tools in place, yeah. except for anything. Literally. It's just that it's importance of having that foundation Very important. of mentality Some and discipline. Over, Some people develop over time, obviously, through yeah, experiences yeah. you hear footballers who have a big down, maybe depression, mm, they kind mm. of develop over time. But obviously, I was lucky enough, I was very blessed to be able to be born with that and be kind of like bathed in that very young. Yeah, yeah. And to then come into the game with an advantage over everyone. Some people will develop over time, but I was just lucky enough that in my journey, in my path, kind of came into the game with it but with it. we will develop it in different ways yeah yeah that was just my own mm. so you know after you know playing in the league of Ireland, such a young age draw the united you know then you know getting the chance to go to england playing for norwich and everything how was that experience of you know signing for norwich and then you know that's your your family your parents still had that mentality of listen cool you signed for norwich but listen, keep that discipline, get your education, you know, balancing yeah. it with your education in Ireland, finishing your leaving cert. How was that experience? The leaving cert wasn't really, it was kind of a no-brainer to finish yeah. my, what do you call it in England again? It's like your A-levels. So I finished A-levels, A-levels. no-brainer. I had six months left. And we were going to jeopardise, let's say, what is it, about 18 years of education yeah. for six months of football. As much as football is my dream and life choices, six months of Football is not worth 18 years of education. Yeah. As much as you want to be, it's not worth it. So that was, that was a short talk. It was very clear. But I think what's not spoken about for me that was tough coming to Norwich was adapting to the new lifestyle. Yeah. Because I'm from Dublin, so I'm very quiet, not a big city. And now I'm coming to Norwich where a lot of the players are from London. So you've got a lot of L-type stuff going on now. You've got yeah, yeah. different players. You've got coaches. You've got opinions. You've got a board. You got fans now, and you're on your own. So there's a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. to handle now when you're coming from at maybe, seventeen. So it's like moving abroad for football, exactly. and another experience. Like. Maybe if I come from like a, dif- a different academy, it's different. Yeah. When you've come from not necessarily nothing but much lower, and you come into this now, it's like you have to be careful to not get lost. Yeah, people yeah. get lost, and you know, there's lads maybe more on going out and clubbing, and you're like trying to gravitate. Who do you gravitate towards? Because mm. you've never been here before. Yeah. Some of the lads have been through clubs, they know what goes on, but in their business, so I think the most important thing for me was finding myself, knowing where do I situate myself in this dressing room. There's a lot of egos, yeah. a lot of players who've got big contracts, who've got big agents, been at big clubs. So where do you situate yourself? How do you like find your comfort zone? Mm. Who where do you what who are you in the change room? Do you want to be one of the loud lads? Are you more of a quiet lad? Yeah. Do you go out? Do you stay at home? Where are you in all that? And that's a big thing to find yourself in the change room when you're young. We all want to be like, like, we all want to be together, so. Yeah. No one had to do that in your own way. It's, in your own it's hard. Way. I'm still saying discipline. I'm still saying I'm discipline. I'm not getting, like, because I feel like, you know, obviously growing, growing through, up, growing up in an academy system, you know, people lose themselves. They just think like, ah, oh, I'm in an academy system now. They get complacent. Mm-hmm. They don't realise that, listen, you know, <laughs> the reality of it is that only a few of us out of your age group is actually going to make it to the highest level. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, you need to have that discipline call. You're at a big academy now, but you need to still work hard. That trench works that, you know, mm-hmm. that got you there. You need to still continue the, doing that and more. Yeah. Too many people, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe their egos, as you said, mm-hmm. and they get sucked in. They just lose lose sight of the end goal, yeah. the bigger picture. It's, it's tough. And I understand people who do that because you're young, you're like maybe 18. Yeah. Maybe you want to enjoy life a little bit. You've got this money now to make it accessible. Mm. I understand that feeling. I'm not going to say it's like something crazy. I understand it. Yeah. And it's just understanding, is it worth it or is it not worth it? Yeah. Does it help me or does it not help me? Can I do this later? Or do I need to do this now? If it's clubbing, can I do this later? Maybe when I'm more established in yeah, my career. Yeah. When I've got more of a comfort zone and I've played a couple of games in the champion. Mm. I've got a couple hundred appearances, then I can maybe enjoy yeah. but When I'm 18 in academy, is it worth it? Is this the top? And it's that that kind of like stability of finding that what's what belongs to you what yeah. is you and that's the hardest thing i think when you're 18 yeah start making money in the academy and that it's a it's a big factor do you know what i'm saying that i feel like your success especially is not not only in football but just in life as young people is uh your ability to delay gratification as well yeah. your ability to do you know what i'm saying not go to the club in not do you know what i'm saying by the designer but Delay the gratification, putting the groundwork now so that in five years, ten years, you're flying. Mm-hmm. And people who are, do you know what I'm saying, trying to seek that instant gratification now when you're 18 and that, do you know what I'm saying, you're going to be miles ahead of them yeah. in the next couple of years. But I feel like not a lot of young people have that mentality to, do you know what I'm saying, delay it. Especially, especially due to like social media nowadays and everything. Yeah, there's a big kind of competition culture now. Mm. Where, for example, I was never someone who, you know, went the designer path very, yeah, very yeah. early. So I might come in less like, flashy clothes and everyone. And yeah. the competition aspect that I, not I was a victim of, but I felt because I could, I could sense it, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you come in, people are looking, and it's especially that's the that's the culture and a changing of academy exactly, in the academy looking. system, especially as footballers who were known to earn like millions at this young age. You know what I'm saying? That's literally just the culture. So that's one thing that I know. That it's, that's why I'm saying it's hard. It's not always easy when yeah, yeah. you might have left home. You've got no backing behind you. Don't have your family now. They're far away. They're just a phone call. Yeah. So when you come in and you're young and you're getting the competition culture, people bringing you left to go out, maybe go just go out to London, whatever. Mm. People dragging you right to come take pictures and you're like trying to find yourself and it's not easy. I wouldn't blame anyone who falls to anything because I know how hard it is. Yeah. And it's a it's a personal battle that everyone will have, no matter what, you mm. always everyone will have it in different ways. I might be me and be like from the outside I look really grounded. I might be at home, maybe at home, I don't know how to spend my time. Yeah. Some people are, they're like, okay, I don't go out, it's fine, we're not at home, but sometimes at home you might be like, what do I do now? Yeah. Finish training at two. Not doing anything productive. I'm injured. What do I do at home? I'm in this apartment and I'm having here, what do I do? And it's that, yeah, that can be yeah. your struggle, everyone's got a different one, but it's just that finding yourself. Yeah. You kind of found it and you've got the path and maybe you don't have it perfect, but you've got a vision or a path. Yeah then you're on something, but when you haven't found it yet and you're maybe 18, 19, 20, you could be 25, mm-hmm. there's no age for it. But that's the period where I think it's very tough being a footballer because yeah. you've got so much calling you, so much going on. Definitely. Such a fast life, such a fast paced lifestyle that it's easy to just sway left 
Yeah. Not that you mean to, but you just kind of go there and you're on this different route now. Yeah. And that just leads perfectly into, do you get what I'm saying? Asking the question, like, who are you beyond football? You know, you talk about all this discipline, not getting swayed <clears> left <throat> and right, and like, the, the importance of it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who are you if football was to be taken away from you? I think, personally, the first thing I'll always say is that I try to be a good person. Yeah. That I never be the best person or perfect, but every day I try to be. Try, you know, if it's at training, I'm trying to make you laugh. Or, yeah, yeah. Or if I try, like, you know, when I'm asking for something from a physiotherapist, I won't just say, give me what I'll try being like, nice. And yeah, yeah. Just little things like that. And that's the first thing. No matter who you are, what you do, how hard you work, be a good person first. You can work as hard as you want. It doesn't give you any, you know, power yeah. over anyone. No matter if you work hard and they don't work hard, you still or respect, especially when footballers sometimes, it's easy to get that ego and we yeah, get that, you know, yeah. feeling of power because we've got fans, yeah. we're signing autographs, we're going out in front of 15,000, it's easy to get that. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing I try, just to remember, I'm just, I'm just a small man, I'm just a piece, I'm just a, like a drip of water in the ocean, so yeah. there's no need to ever think I'm anything, so just be a good person first. Yeah. Then I'm a son, I'm a son of my, my parents, yeah. my grandson, my granny, I've got a little brother, so I'm a brother as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a lot of people that make me. That's why I always say I'm a son, because they're the people that made me. I never, can't ever forget that. I'm the son of my parents. Yeah, yeah. The reason I'm here is probably because of them made me. I've got my brother, who's the biggest person in my life. So I'm yeah. also a brother, and that's what makes me, I think. You yeah. realise kind of where you are, my parents, my yeah. brother. Having that. And you realise then where you belong. Yeah, yeah. That you belong just below your parents, along with your brother and your family, and that gives you that structure where you can find yourself. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, yeah, it just, <laughs> thanks. But it goes back to literally what you said at the start, having that bigger picture and just realising that, listen, if football's taken away from you, you know, young people, when they're released at that, those critical ages, 17, 18, 19, that, do you get what I'm saying? There's more, you can, there's more that you can give to the world than football. Do you know what I'm saying? As you said, you're a son. That can't ever be taken away from you. It can never, like, there's stuff that can never be taken away from you. There's so many other industries that you can get into. There's so many other stuff that you can do. Do you know what I'm saying? Instead of being known as a guy, yeah, Will, he plays football. Oh, do you know Will? Yeah, he's a footballer. People would be like, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Will's a a nice guy. No, he's done done his, um, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Leave insert, all that stuff where people, you're not identified just as a footballer. Mm-hmm. And it's important to have that within you. It has to come from within. I think it's important mainly because a lot of things in your life will come and go. Yeah. I'll be a footballer maybe for 10 years, 15 if I'm lucky, but not 20. Yeah. That's only a short period. I'll be, I was a student for 10. Yeah. I might be, you know, I might get a job and be an engineer for five. So a lot of things will come and go and change and certain things don't change. Yeah. My family won't change. Mm. I'll always be the son of my parents. Lots of my brothers, so certain things don't change and they help you always know where you are. Yeah. You can be a footballer, an engineer, a bin man, a student, but you're always part of a family. Yeah. You're always the son of your parents or the daughter of your parents, whatever you breathe, that doesn't change and that always helps you keep balance in your mm-hmm. life. To remember, okay, that's fine, I'm a footballer right now. Maybe I've got money right now, tomorrow yeah. I won't. Things will stop and change. Maybe I've got a girlfriend today, maybe I won't tomorrow. Yeah. But certain things never change. Yeah. And certain things help you remain focused in your life and keep you give you a balance and purpose, but 
not like oh to play a game or to be good yeah but as a person they just align you and that's family it's mainly family to be yeah. on the end of so that. that that literally is just so beautiful do you know what i'm saying like that point that aspect of having an identity beyond football that you just explained the family side i never really understood that before you just said it like and literally what you just said is big facts it's, it's 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 really it's really good, man. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you moved to Norwich now, seventeenth. Spent the next like two, three years there now, up until like recently before you moved to Barzi. Like, how was it? Do you get what I'm saying? Going through the ranks, eighteens, twenty threes, and then eventually going on loan to League Two at at nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Um, personally, Norwich was a great club, and that knows Norwich. I was just like. A good family club, so that was a great place for me to get my first experience of professional football. You know, twenty three. Yeah. It, training every day, I never done that, so that's my first experience. That training every day, and you know, there's players who've been in the academy since five, six. So I'm way all the way behind. So yeah. Catching that up, training every day, the facilities, oh, that was perfect for me, and the environment was perfect as well to not be in that, you know, to environment. I was in a family environment, but I think if I'm honest, the league too long was probably the toughest six months I've had. Yeah. In football, in my football life. I was in Harrogate. The first time I came, it was snowing for the first two weeks. So I couldn't leave my hotel room. I was in a hotel room for the first month. It was snowing. I didn't play for the first four or five months. Wow. So it was the toughest, probably the toughest. Behind the scenes that people don't see in it. Yeah. The journey. I was in a hotel room and I would get texts every morning saying, yeah, training's off. Too much snow on the roads. Oh, wow. And when we were, when we were in again, it was freezing. It was like two degrees. I didn't know anyone there, obviously. Just on your ones. All the, all the lads were like 30, 25, I was young. I'd only, mm. I'd only been used to being in young change rooms. Yeah, yeah. 23s and 18s, and I'm like trying to manage with dads and older men, mm. coaches that I never met, players that I never met, staff I never met. Yeah. This whole new club, whole new ambitions and goals and objectives every day that I've never never had these goals of like needing to just get these three points. I always had goals of like yeah, yeah. different goals, 23, so this everything was brand new. and. I was even playing, so that was tough as yeah. well. Managing How did that. that experience like shape? Did you feel like that's what is? It's obviously taking you to the next level in your career. Yeah, shaped you. You know, everyone says the importance of getting men's experience, men's football experience. Like, and that's literally the real like the real gruesome side of it. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, the the main statement I'll take from that period is that my, my mother always told me is to know your worth. Mm. A lot of times in those periods, you can start thinking, I can't play in the league to go National League. But I knew I'm not playing here, not because I'm not good enough. Yeah. It's the coach's choice. I know how good I am. I won't let this affect me. And it's tough because every day you're yeah, not playing, yeah. you're not in the squad, and you're thinking, yeah. nah, I'm not good enough. And it's tough. So that was that period. Was, it made me build up a resilience to not let anyone decide yeah. where I belong, how good I am, and what I can do. Yeah. I decide that. I decide what I can do, how good I am, where I'm going to go. Mm. You can sit and watch, you can say whatever you want, but you're not going to influence the trajectory. You can try, but nothing's going to get in the way of it. And that was, <laughs> it's tough to get to that. It took yeah. six months of me just battling through. On the Friday, get a picture not in the squad. Wow. Another week again, not in the squad. Another week again, not in the squad. And you're only two. And you battle through that, battle through that. And then when you come out, as anyone knows, when you climb a high mountain, usually the view is beautiful. Yeah. So I climbed that high mountain and then next thing I know, somehow, some way, somehow in October, I've made 
I was experiencing the championship. championship yeah. But I couldn't get in a League 2 squad. A couple months ago, like, and that's how crazy, how football works. That's how, I think that's how life works. It's just... Yeah, so like, if you're not, if someone doesn't see your value somewhere, to go to somewhere that sees your value. I think, and I think it's, it's as simple as that. It's just letting the outside do what it wants to do. You yeah. might play, you might get paid for a job, whatever. That's the outside, but you... Control what you can control. You remain yourself. You yeah. keep doing what you know to do. And eventually, I mean, as you're saying that, when things get hard, then you know you're getting close. Damn. So when stuff gets to get hard and you start to doubt yourself, yeah. it means you know you're close. It means you're so close that you're better, but you need to keep going because you're that close. Yeah. When, when it's easy, it's fine, it's smooth. When it's just getting hard and you want to give up and you're not sure and you start doubting yourself, it only means that you're very close. It means you can smell it's coming and that's when you need to double down. Because if I didn't know that, I could have just went back to Norwich, given yeah. up. But I got two, three appearances in in the in League Two. Managed to get clips from those appearances, and that's yeah. what made Barnsley sign me because they seen that he didn't play much, but what he did play, he was outstanding. Well, yeah. And it was just that it was that when it gets tough, I knew that something's coming. So it's yeah. tough. I'm down myself. It means that I'm wow. at a level where I'm about to make it. Mm. It's that level of like when you're climbing a mountain and you've given everything and you've got hundred yards left. Yeah. And you want to give up, but you know it's the last step. That's and that's it. that's I think people need to remember that when it gets tough and you start doubting yourself. You're it close. Means, it means you're getting that you're close. Yeah. And that mentality is just the high performance mentality. That's yeah. the only way I can explain it. It's 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 impeccable. It's it's amazing mm-hmm. to be able to have that mentality. And I feel like, you know, it's it's credit to where you are now, as you said. And phew, the amount of gems you're dropping right now, I'm telling you, <laughs> this stuff should be should not be free, in my opinion. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> You're dropping real gems here of, do you get what I'm saying? Your experience of what it takes and the mentality. And I feel like this is stuff that you read and that you find in books. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? The champion's mindset, you know, a book that I just read and that. You're literally just explaining that. And do you get what I'm saying? I wish more and more people our age and young people develop that mentality because, you know, a lot of people, as we said, you know, we we don't all have that strength. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I'm saying? During that period and everything, where do you know what I'm saying? You're not playing by yourself in a new environment. Like, how did you cope with it? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, you always talk to me about meditation, yeah. mindfulness, and stuff like that. Was that how does that impact your performance? Like, I think it just goes back to the point that I told you a few minutes ago, which is that just like I said, there was certain stuff that didn't change. Yeah. So no matter what's going on. I can take five, ten minutes to call my mum and dad because I know that won't change. Yeah. That's when, when it gets tough and you're a bit lost, go back to what I said, what, mm. what you know will remain, so my family. And that's what I mean, keep going, my family, myself, remaining, reminding myself every day, who, who am I? Yeah. You know, where do I come from? My heritage, my family, what I've been through. Okay, okay, now I know. Today might be this, but before today, there was years and years and years I spent at home yeah. away. There's years before it's today. Yeah. It's before just Harrogate, it was just six months, but yeah. I've lived for 20 years. Yeah. I've so got a whole history. Again, just a recurring theme, bigger picture. Exactly. So, and you know, that you saying that and your experience is like inspirational to me, obviously, to go and say what I go through in football and stuff like that. And just it's so easy to look at the now mm-hmm. and having that just short sightedness. But. You know, it's just a reminder for everyone, do you get what I'm saying? Like, 
we're in, we're in difficult periods now, do you know what I'm saying? Injuries, getting released, um, do you know what I'm saying? Setbacks, not being in the squad and everything. We need to remember that it's just a short period of time. Like, we need to look at a bigger picture of what's going to happen this time next year. Do you know what I'm saying? Where we're going to be this time next year, we're not even going to remember what's happening right now mm -hmm. in the days that go past or... Do you know what I'm saying? The next five years, you're not going to remember. You have to keep on focusing on what we can control, mm -hmm. work hard and have that disciplined mindset. you got examples everywhere. you got the most, one that I think everyone knows, just in Golden Panther. Yeah. He was like 23, still hadn't really made it yet. So if you're 19, you're trying to give up. He was like 23, yeah. he's got a physique that's not really known mm. to be like the ideal physique. He's not necessarily the most technical player. Not the flashiest player, so if he's 20, 21, 22, and he's like got all these negatives against him, yeah, he's got every reason to give up. So, but now, so who are you to give up, innit? You've got, and that's just one. I'm sure if you might look into this, there's thousands, there's, there's, there's thousands, there's yeah. loads every, in every aspect of life, every aspect, so exactly. It's, it's just like, so, so it's like now, you know, we've got giving up all these gems. Like, would you think? For the viewers, the people that are listening, the people that are watching, like, how can you, do you get what I'm saying, get to the mentality and the state that you are at now, do you get what I'm saying, mm -hmm. of discipline, of, do you get what I'm saying, knowing your worth, mm -hmm. of, do you get what I'm saying, um, just going when, it, when the going gets tough. Yeah, I think that there's no set path anymore. I think that everyone kind of decides that every day, the decisions you make, maybe act. There's no set act to say, you know, you had to work and give up. Tomorrow you have a chance. Yeah. Luckily for you, this tomorrow you can try again. So there's no set way, there's no timeline, there's no, okay, I had a month of trying that I didn't make it, it's fine. But I think that it's pure, it's an honesty, I think. It's an honesty thing that yeah. you're honest with yourself on where you are, where you need to be, and that you need to be positive, but you also need to have the honesty of, I'm not good enough right now. Yeah. That wasn't good enough today. That was good enough for this needs to be done. It's tough, but I've never run 5k, but I need to be able to run 5k. Yeah. It's that honesty of just being honest with yourself on what you need to do, what you've done, where you're at, where you need to, and on every aspect, you're honest with yourself. Then once you've finished and you've hit yourself with the brutal truths, yeah. then we can do positivity. But first you need to know the honest truth about yourself, where you're at, and where you're trying to go. If you don't know, then you're not going to make it. Mm. But you need to know the brutal, honest truth. And it's better to be overly harsh yeah. than overly nice. And once you face that, then the price will come because my parents made me face that. Yeah. They told me truths that you're not good enough. And so, as I'm 16, you, you just you swallow it. You're like, um, yeah. Are you sure? And it's tough, but you need to face that. Yeah. So then when you come out and I'm at Harrogate and the coach tells me you're not in the squad, okay, and yeah. that's no problem. I was, that, I was I mental, 16. was that mental stress. Eating yeah. dinner, having tough decisions with my parents. Some random coach telling me I'm not in the squad is not going to phase me. Yeah. Fans yeah. screaming at my face is not going to phase me. Have my own parents on and tell me brutal truths when I was only 16. So, yeah. no matter fans, no matter coaches, whatever phase me in my life, that's just a fact that I know. Amen. <laughs> so, but it's just that brutal truth. And then, once you've you know swallowed that pill and you've said, okay, it's a, it could be a long road, a short road, whatever road it is, it's your road. Mm. And then you go and then you try and you be honest and you keep the honesty. And then you say, okay, if you didn't make it, it's okay tomorrow. But being aware of that brutal truth of where you are and where you're at. That's something that I think you can look at anyone, look at Ronaldo, they always seem to be negative because they have that brutal truth. Yeah. They always seem to have that aspect that they know they have to work hard. You see Kante, he never stops running. Yeah. He could stop running. He's the only player on the pitch who's allowed to stop running because mm -hmm. he runs so much. 
but he doesn't. They're never satisfied. They always have that kind of like that. That's because they they need to keep going. And yeah, that's yeah. the main thing. It's just that, just have the honest truth of just I need to keep going. I need to. Mm. And that's the main one. I think once you have that, it's fine, and the rest will be fine because you know you know exactly where you are. Yeah. Some people will just kind of like work, 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 but you don't even know where you are. You don't even know where you're going. You think you do, but you, you haven't been honest enough mm. to say where you are exactly, yeah. what you're not good at enough. Maybe you're not strong, whatever it is, but once you know that, I don't care if you're the slowest person on earth or the strongest person on earth. Once you know that, you're already ahead of everyone. Yeah. Because you know you're in the real, you're in the right now, mm. the real stuff. And that's the main thing. So before you get your, pack your bags and go, you need to know what you need to put in. Yeah. That's the main thing I think. <laughs> Top wise words from William on the Mac. Right, you're you're educating me here right now. Do you get what I'm saying? That knowing who you are, just stuff like that. Like it's it's been great having you on the podcast, giving an insight into do you know what I'm saying? The journeys and behind the scenes, and just showing people that you know footballers are more than football. That we're intelligent people as well. Mm-hmm. intellectual we can have intellectual conversations like this that do you get what i'm saying so yeah make sure you guys do you get what i'm saying check the link in the description use the code beyond football at manscape.com to join over two million people who trust their products and yeah like bro well, is there anything like you wanted to do you know what i'm saying add and say no, i would say obviously it was a pleasure talking sharing it mm-hmm. and that me saying it is just I'm not saying it, but there's a lot of people who've. It doesn't come from me really. Yeah. My parents should be here. My coaches should be here. My family should be here. If, if you want the honest truth, mm-hmm. I'm just the one who gets to, you know. So, I, yeah. I get to say it. I've got the privilege of being able to say it and showcase it. But mm-hmm. I'm really only just a small person. It's a lot of people who push me in every day to be who I am. Yeah. They go away. I'll probably fall down if I'm honest. I need that support because I'm yeah. only just a man. So. That's it. I really should have my, my mom, my dad, my brother, my coaches, my agent, everyone yeah. who helps every day, they should be here. But that's, I'm never, you're never too big, really. There's yeah. always, you always need people. You always need help because there was a, a point when if you think you can do it on your own, you realize that beautiful. you need someone. So. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Like, that's, we can end on those wise words. Like, just make sure you guys listen to Beyond Football Podcast, not only on YouTube, but on Spotify, Apple Music, and just most major platforms. And do you know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys subscribe if you want more gems like this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, join the Beyond Football gang. Do you know what I'm saying? Just join us on this journey of highlighting and just stressing the importance of having an identity beyond the game of football. So yeah, we're out. It's been a pleasure. We moving.